For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We have already gotten well into a conversation, I think the upshot of which is that we are not only going to be completely surveilled, if that's a word, that's that's under debate, uh, just monitored at all times, know where everybody's doing everything. So many mechanisms are in place for that, including Obamacare, in my opinion. I'm not going to rehash that. Uh, censorship, like the way we get news is totally... Uh, going to come under the control of algorithms, particularly particularly from the company Jigsaw, which is a Google company. A lot of these companies I saw and fit together like a jigsaw puzzle when I started looking at who was attending Bilderberg this year. There's Palantir, the data analytics thing. There's DeepMind, the AI cutting edge. There's Jigsaw, which uses AI to suppress unpleasant or undesired speech on the Internet, all this stuff. I feel like that plus this augmented reality 5G thing where the digital world and the actual world are meant to. I mean, this is what they are saying they want, that they basically will be seamless and you want to believe that you don't have to engage in that you don't have to plug in but you think that with your smartphone and i'll tell you you justify it in your mind but you probably have that thing in your hand all the time you're looking at it all the time you are you think you can opt in or opt out but unless you make a concerted effort you're opting in and i and to do that they need they need it reminds me of that paint commercial where it's like cover the earth and it's like a paint can it's just draping completely dripping all over the earth they need complete saturation of the earth in every way this internet of things means like most of the things in your house anything with a plug is connecting with your augmented reality or your smart devices or that kind of thing but there's also in order for those things to work with the environment, it needs to completely understand the environment to to really have a map of it. And you see that in Google Earth, you see it in GoPro, you see people running around the streets with with cameras on their scooters, just recording everything all the time. Now, Binkley, my producer here, did t- told us a story on the podcast that we just did, which you can get at thepropreport.com, about a hiker who was lost in Maui. And the way this story plugs into that idea that we need to have total information, even in the most remote areas, actually actually 
one of those Bilderberg companies, maybe Moonshot, one of them it, it focuses on that, like getting people in rural areas the internet by drone, hot air balloons, like getting people. That's funny. Everything I came across when I was thinking about this kind of big picture vision, one of these, it made another one of these Bilderberger companies plug into that vision. So, Binkley, what was that? What? What? Tell us about the Maui hiker story, first of all, if people haven't heard about it, and then tell us how it folds into this big picture thing, potentially. There was a woman named Amanda Eller who went missing in a Hawaiian forest for 17 days, and then she was then found and rescued. And the reason I flagged it is because their press conference after the fact was just really strange. The focus wasn't really on what you typically see, you know, happy to just... Did the rescuers have a... My understanding is it wasn't like... So you see with these, like, today's terrible events, the Virginia Beach thing, the police chief gets up and controls the information, talks to people who... I don't remember seeing that when you showed me the press. It was a press conference of her family and a couple of her friends, and it was like a production, and she went on a strange kind of spiel that was about a spiritual journey and nothing about she seemed really vibrant, so nothing about what was really going on. Right, and two then and her... I climbed Patagonia, like in Patagonia, climbed whatever. It wasn't very tall. I did do Machu Picchu, actually. And I came back, and I, I, I mean, the pain and suffering of that experience, which was a totally controlled environment, was... I mean, it just bent my mind. I had to recover. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She and left the hospital scary. Well, two days scary. later. She left the hospital. The press conference... Her father was given the platform to speak first, and he 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 thanked the media. He didn't thank the people on the ground. He eventually and did. And she was thirty five years old, right? Yeah. Or she was something like that. And then the focus became how successful the technology that was used, the smart technology that ah. was used, was in solving this. That became the focus, and it was almost like a celebration of a successful test run. And then. You come to find out that her dad runs a company called Insight USA, which was among one of the first companies to pioneer GPS tracking and is now currently involved in a lot of really highly advanced GPS, uh, Internet of Things, smart technology. And during these 17 days, they were sending drones into every gully. They were sending people in with electronic devices to basically map this this yes. uninhabited farm. Map it. And they were equipping everybody involved with devices that all connected to each other, just like the Internet of Things will. And everybody's information was available to everybody else. And it was creating almost like this super real-time Google Maps for 5G is, is what it felt like. So it's like, But it was highly topographical in yeah. a way that you couldn't just get from a satellite image from Google. It was a sophisticated operation. Right. So this reminds me, or you, you pointed out, and I think it's accurate, that it had a, uh, a parallel with the Smollett case, which yeah. is back in the news. Yeah, and the Smollett case had these, they celebrated the use of these smart policing technologies, these police observation devices, which... 
are is very similar to the type of stuff that was used in this case and the celebration of how successful that technology was versus the celebration of how successful the technology was in this missing hiker case that just seemed to be the focus of both of these cases and it, it just seems odd like, and in like, both cases perhaps misguided because the Smollett case wasn't the crime itself the only blind spot in the whole yeah, city right and in this case 17 days what what island was this what island in Hawaii could you not just get on foot like if you had enough people you should i mean i would they have helicopters and stuff that people take for fun but i mean a small person would be hard to see but like 17 days is a long time to be out there yeah and right after they found her a couple days later her father announces a new initiative where he's going to be making this new new technology that has demonstrated success to the world available to other people so it was a product pitch after Within saving days? his daughter. Yes, already. It should take like two years. He's like, I know we just saved our, saved our daughter, but I'm so excited. Let's get this new product out there. <laughs> well, I don't want to impugn their character. It is a, an, a really fortunate turn of events. See, it's the way to make, you know, good luck, bad yeah. luck, who knows? So yeah. It ended up being the best possible luck. Yeah, they ever. need to play the lottery with this kind yeah. of luck. Yes, they certainly do. So, yeah, these things all seem to come together. And I and I feel like there is many dimensions in the in the surveillance world. Like I said earlier, Obamacare, Obamacare. I remember hearing many years ago, the reason we need universal medicine is for the information long before data was something that everybody thought of as a thing. You know, data is a thing. It's not just data. Data is the name of basically any piece of information. But data, big data is a thing and Obamacare is the one piece of the puzzle that requires every single person to enter the system yeah and then there are other things too like Facebook is the way that you voluntarily see this is the thing that you also point out like Edward Bernays says people have to want it yeah so it always has to be a pull not a push if it's a push people don't want it but if it's a pull they'll do it in a a second so Facebook Facebook is your all your personal information your behavioral people will put you know stickers over their cameras because they want privacy, but then they'll put all of their behavioral patterns and likes on Facebook. Oh, and they'll put on Facebook pictures of themselves in attire they would not actually wear in front of the people who are looking at Facebook. Yeah, everybody's lying to everybody on Facebook. But it just seems tra- that it's more risque. Like it's a little you absolutely know what I mean? so you wouldn't do it. And then, like I thought, Twitter is the way you confess your ideology. Yeah. You register your ideology, every nuance of your ideology. Imagine the map of your brain. For I have 20,000 tweets. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, the original tweets, like not responses. That's a great point, yeah. So you could really map, if you could make a 3D image of a person's brain, can you imagine with 20,000 sophisticated data points with algorithms like Jigsaw is building to analyze stuff like that and the AI stuff to tell the difference between a joke and sarcasm and emotional problems or this kind of thing? Yeah, they can build a dictionary of your Lexa personalized for you, your lexicon oh. of words that affects you that they can put in advertisements. From your lips to Alexa's ear, I bet by the end of the show. See, this is what happens is like half the time, half the time, 90% of the time, anything I can think of is already there. When yeah. I wanted a pizza cutter in the shape of the USS Enterprise. It's already in your mailbox. I didn't have to invent it. Yes, it was at my, there was the Amazon guy was at my door. <laughs> So I was hoping I could invent it, but instead I just bought it. <laughs> but uh, 
the other one, Snapchat, evidently is, I know it's got a lot of stuff. You know that Snapchat is what the kids use. That one is, I think, primarily, maybe not primarily, but I think primarily for location tracking because they just sold their location tracking arm to Foursquare, which may or may not have been bought by Google at really? some point already. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. But Google that's just is everywhere, so I keep thinking, oh, that's a Google thing. That's a Google thing. Most of it is Google. The photos that we put on the internet, if we don't strip the metadata from it, your location can be tracked from those photos. Well, that must be why Snapchat is about location, and and they are they're technically supposedly not supposed to use it in certain ways, but what they do is they offer you to pay you. That's oh, not really gonna work. no, but it's not even that's not good enough. And they came up with something so brilliant. It's really they deserve kudos for this one in a bad way. But they have like thirty million people sign up for the for allowing the loca- location stuff to go into their database because they tell you if you do it, they will contribute to charity for you. Oh wow! So you feel it's a virtue virtuous. signal, virtuous. Yeah, it's probably they're a charity organization that they funnel money back to themselves through. Or it's something that not everybody would consider moral. Like, do you get? Hopefully, you get to pick it yeah. because a lot of the charities they they tell me, I'm like, I think that's actually a bad thing. Like, I don't want to promote that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, another right. interesting fact yeah. about the hiker thing is this new program that her father is now pitching uh, his product is he labeled the video where he announced it. He labeled it um, "Find Amanda Phase 2. Phase two. That's like a name you give something when you pre-plan many <laughs> phases of something. Right. And I kind of wonder where she's going to be next. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to run away from home. Well, let's I want to in the next segment, I want to read the Bilderberg agenda for this year. And that alone will be food for thought. Be right back. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator? On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I think that's my favorite drop. So, Binkley, you with me? Always. All righty. That's good to hear. The uh, let's, let's talk Bilderberg. All right. <clears throat> um, all right. Should I do the agenda first? Let me do the agenda, and then I'll tell you the people. First, we'll do the agenda, and then when we have the longer segment, we can... Uh, and noodle about the folks. So here's the agenda. And it's like one page. They just give the agenda and they don't put any blurb on it. <laughs> but I went to like all the other things that are basically the Bilderbergers, like the CFR was recommending when they put in an NAU, like the North American Union, that they establish a Bilderberger group for us, for the North American. And it's like, well, then obviously they established the Bilderberger group. Like clearly it's their creation. Brookings, CFR, Chatham House, the Bosch Foundation, Google, Rockefeller, um, the Trilateral Commission. These are all these are all organizations that, in my mind, are connected with the Bilderberg Group. So you could take any one of these agendas and go to those other sites and see what they mean by these words. I couldn't find the first one, a stable strategic order. <clears throat> what, what could that mean? Oh, that's, I don't know. I wonder. I mean, clearly a new world order, but a strategic. A stable strategic one. Yeah, that makes me think that they plan out like the whole multipolar versus unipolar world. Because a unipolar world would it, it does not appear to be stable. 
I think they probably discovered that a unipolar world, like when the U.S. was in charge. What's a uh, so unipolar? Unipolar is like the U.S. is the only superpower after the Russia fell, after the Soviet Union fell. And then, but if they didn't, so it used to be bipolar, USSR and the USA, and now it's multiple China, Russia, US, so maybe they want to get that back. So, well, I didn't get very far down the list because that was the one that baffled me, but I'll, I'll do it real, real quick right after the break and then we'll get to the people. Give me a call, Monica Perez, or at Monica Perez, you can tweet at me, 800 WSB Talk. Monica Perez. Wait a minute, this is the future. We're all the phaser guns. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am waking you up to the true threats to your liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6, right here on WSB. And you know it's true, especially if you've been listening today. A unique take, I'm sure you think. And uh, I'll tell you, the people who are uh, uh, cooking up threats to your liberty are the Bilderbergers. They are right now meeting with important Americans. Freaks me out. Pompeo is there. Kissinger is there. Robert Rubin, for you old-timers, remember him? Former Goldman chair, if I'm not mistaken, and secretary uh, of the Treasury. So their agenda is a stable strategic order, whatever that means. What next for Europe? I predict that populism will swing the pendulum back to globalism in Europe, leading to greater political union instead of less, which is what might should have happened. Climate change and sustainability, that is all over every page of every single one of these websites. That has got to be a really critical part of this big network. China, Russia, those are, this is, this is all the detail they give you. The future of capitalism. So that plays into this reinvented dialectic of capitalism and socialism. What do you think of Bink? Uh, in that Brookings Institution discussion that Mark Werner was uh, involved in, he was the one leading it, he talked a lot about how people are going to have to rethink if the capitalist system is uh, – if it's a working model anymore. What, what, is, what, is, what does capitalism mean to you, Binkley? You're, uh, let's, can I call you regular guy? Yeah, sure. You're a regular guy? I'm a little weird, but – Everybody's a little weird. <laughs> okay. You, you're, you're, you have a license to vote. So – what does capitalism mean to you? Entrepreneurial, you can be an entrepreneur. You can grow a business and earn a living doing with your own choice and your own volition. I would, I'm going to borrow a term from Servando Gonzalez, who wrote mm, Psychological Warfare, I think was his book. Uh, Mom and pop entrepreneurship. Mm. That's a nice way of thinking about capitalism. But there's financial capitalism. There's crony capitalism. Uh, I had a friend from Bosnia or Croatia who used to say capitalism is understanding the rules and capitalizing on them, which is interesting. really cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but capitalism, I can't accept. We do not have capitalism in this country. If you're talking about a pure ideology, we have a, what's called a mixed economy, socialism, elements of fascism. Sure. I mean... Another definition I read is that it is inconceivable to not have a fundamentally capitalist society these days because capital is money, is a store of value. It's mm -hmm. it's investing surplus into production. Yeah. So there's just you can't the future of capitalism. This stuff is highly semantical. Yeah. Uh, Brexit. So it's basically, it's power, geographic power, Brexit, the ethics of artificial intelligence. 
Wow. Bingo. All the people there, I think, are focused on that. That's where the CEOs are. And the next one, which is the weaponization of social media, that one is uh, very interesting. And when I started investigating that, I found that I had written an article about censorship right before the election in 2016. And three of the people who I mentioned by name or came across in some of the blog posts I wrote about that were Vern Jordan... Eric Schmidt, a former head of Google, and Jared Cohen, who people have not heard of, but that guy, he's uh, he was just too young to be as big and powerful as he was. He runs Jigsaw now, but he's still young. I mean, I bet he's still 30. He was in Condoleezza Rice's State Department. Something screwy about that. And Jigsaw is the thing that is using algorithms and AI to uh, curate the information on the internet, which is what Vern Jordan called for, curating the news in the articles I wrote. Anyway, uh, internet trolling as hybrid warfare, as a hybrid warfare tool. Internet trolling as a, it was a NATO, an article I was reading in a NATO outlet, and the head of NATO is at this Bilderberg thing. That's mimetic warfare, which we've covered a while ago, the internet trolling. Yes, it's all... it. Well, mimetic warfare is specifically those, like, ideas, right? It's pulsing ideas. Yeah, trolling using mimetic yes, warfare yes. is Yes, trolls a use mimetic warfare, for sure. Yeah. And then there's also mimetic warfare, I now realize. Uh-huh. It's always clever how they make it so it's impossible to search things or remember things or t- spell things. Mimicry is their real weapon. Mimicry is their weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mimetics is also a weapon. What's mimetics. the commercial Be Like Mike? Remember that? Uh, the, the Gatorade commercial, Be yeah, Like Mike, I Want to yeah. Be Like Mike? Yeah. Same thing with other stuff. Everything. And as you pointed out to me recently, like that's how everybody learns. That's how babies learn. That's how you mm-hmm. learn language. That's how you my, learn my dog, everything. when I stretch in the morning, he gets down and stretches <laughs> next to me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the importance of space mm-hmm, is one of them. And then the 11th thing is cyber threats. So those are, you know, no surprises really, but then you look at who's actually going to be there and it's, it's, it is really like the first pass. I made a first pass and it was pretty shocking. I was like, wow, wow, wow. So I'll just read the first pass. I don't know if I can. Oh yeah. Here's the rest of it. So Pompeo Kushner Abrams, Jared Cohen of Jigsaw, Niall Ferguson, who's a very dynamic historian and economist. He's at the Hoover Institution. And um, Reed Hoffman, we talked about earlier, the, the new knowledge funder, the new knowledge who uh, sabotaged Roy Moore's election in the name of election integrity or some twisted logic like that, right? They were all about Russian... Yeah. and he's running again. Yeah, I well, Garland Favrito from Voter GA sa- thinks he won the first time. He also thinks Ossoff won the first yeah. time, I think. So he's a, a, a bipartisan um, BS caller. Vern Jordan is going to be there, of course. Alex Karp, who runs Palantir, which is not... I mean, I always think Palantir was invested in by InQtel, which is the CIA venture capital firm. Like, that in itself, like, is proves that we do not have a... Uh, like, this laissez-faire, free market... Anything goes economy. But he has an interesting story in that he studied in Frankfurt 
under a professor who was a student of Theodore Adorno, who was a founder of the Frankfurt School from which cultural Marxism comes. So there is like two degrees of separation from between Alex Karp and Theodore Adorno. Yeah. So get your mind around. And that's the Palantir CIA thing. What better tool for cultural Marxism than the Internet? Right. And the company, CIA, who created the counterculture in the 60s who created both the war and the and the war protests the the anyway etc <laughs> henry kissinger david petraeus david petraeus remember that scandal of david petraeus yeah. where they read his emails unsent emails if i'm not mistaken which is what they can also read on your kids emails at school by I the way i didn't know they were unsent yeah they would not send them they would just log into each other's email accounts and read the drafts Wow. Yeah. And uh, get, do you know who the top cop was during that David Petraeus thing? Robert Mueller. Correct. Correct. Demundo. Uh, Robert Rubin is also going to be there. He was uh, Treasury Secretary. Eric Schmidt. I wrote an article. Keep your googly eyes on Eric Schmidt because he's a he's a player, obviously, because he ran Alphabet. But he's he, he's. Um, very deep, and I, 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 people are like, "Oh, Google's this big monster." After looking at this, every one of these CEOs or half of them, I could trace these companies back to Google. Yeah. So there you go. You know, and uh, Sergey Brin, his wife. What was the thing his wife did? It was a ah, dang it. Maybe she's part of Quora with Adam D'Angelo, uh, but anyway. It all goes back to Google, basically. Jens Stoltenberg, uh, who I guess is the NATO guy. Uh, Mustafa Suleiman, he is the deep mind guy. That's the mm. like A number one AI thing. I guess that goes to the ethics of artificial intelligence. And then Peter Thiel, who it was funny. I was looking up, uh, can they make tornadoes? <laughs> if you if you Google tornadoes and harp. You will definitely find articles on can they make tornadoes, but not as many as you used to. Google does not like to tell you about that. Yeah, uh, and if it does, it's certainly just in the guise of like complete conspiracy theory. But they they have ways to control the weather. They use it as a force multiplier in Vietnam. I, I just read an article, I think, on Bloomberg or or one of those that the Beijing Olympics they controlled the weather for that. They stimulated the rain in advance, which is what the Vietnam pilot said they should have done for Katrina that that if he said if you see something like that coming you just see the clouds out in the ocean like he thinks it's outrageous that they don't do that you could say it's even more sinister they're doing worse I don't know I believe the Vietnam War one was called Operation Popeye really yeah excellent I actually thought of just searching wiki for things starting with the word operation (laughs) that's a great idea isn't that a great idea and then like I could make that a segment for the next 10 years I'm sure (laughs) Uh, Peter Thiel, uh, let's see, spearheading artificial tornadoes. And his pet project is this mimetics thing about the kind of uh, insane power of mimicry. I mean, if you control the media, if you control Google, the digital space that our kids are glued to and we're excluded from right now at this moment... Like, in the future, they'll be of the same generation, but who knows what's in store for their kids. Like, that was one thing that was in Carol Quigley's book, Tragedy and Hope. Like, you have to disconnect the parents from the kids, and the best way to do that is technology. 
So it was actually birth control in the 60s, like created a whole new person. Yeah. You know, Peter Thiel also was investing in research into tests done on rats to see if the the blood of younger rats would have rejuvenated powers to the blood of older oh. rats. And? Yes, is what some of the, well, the studies they've done thus far have found. And that's when Maury says, babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And I was reading something. I don't even know what when it was. I don't know what Google's worth. I just was reading old articles, and one of them said it was worth $80 billion. Like, it's not really plausible in a truly free market system for anything to be worth $80 billion. It, it should... There's a thing about investing where in a truly free system, what you want to do is invest in a pure play and then make your own portfolio the balance that you want and need for your risk profile and your stage in life and all that. And the only reason like you would have conglomerates, like a conglomerate usually breaks apart in a down market because it's inefficient in the way it raises capital, unless you have efficiencies that cannot be captured from third-party transactions. That's a little complicated. But Google shouldn't, it should be able, that, that indicates to me that it has little or no competition in many fields over time, which really should not happen. There's an expression, the race to zero. The economic profitability goes to zero as people see outsized profits and enter the market. Now, maybe Google, maybe the $80 billion isn't really based on profits. Maybe it's it's running on a loss and it's being subsidized, but then who's subsidizing it? And there's just, it's just not a natural phenomenon. So when, when they use this excuse that they're outside the law for their censorship because it's a private company, I'm not buying it. Plus the origins, I mean, they're even whitewashed versions of Sergey Brin and his ties to the to the real deep state. Anywho, let's wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. That's a good one. That's a good drop. So, okay, we're wrapping it up. I was just reading this Bilderberg list. You can read it yourself. I just tweeted it at Monica Perez Show. It's got representatives from what I consider the biggies in military, industrial complex, finance, defense, energy, plus one, which is big tech, the big three influencers that Binkley turned us on to from Brookings, not that we didn't already know it, politics, academia, and media, plus one from the Brookings list or the CFR list, which was preachers in the church. That is the only sector not represented in this Bilderberg meeting. There is no like Unitarian thing or the head of the Vatican bank, none of that. So that makes me think that's the the dog that did not bark is really like that which must never been spoken of. So maybe it is the most powerful. I asked a really, a very high level dude once who he thought the most powerful person in the world was and he said the Pope. I was surprised to hear that. But what I forgot to tell people about is, so you can find that on Twitter at Monica Perez Show, but uh, we have this great new feature on thepropreport.com, which is uh, the pool. Take a deep dive or dip a toe. It's got forums of different topics, and 
it's actually super duper awesome. It's like my own personal Twitter, but you can post your stories. It's a lot higher level than that. And uh, it was my way of kind of being a digital prepper to take myself off of that social media because I got an email a while back that reminded me so much of the WordPress email I got that foreshadowed my being banned from that. And I got uh, I get demonetized and and had a video taken down off of YouTube for something that I could play on this show. So I just thought the hammer was coming, but then it ended up to be something super awesome. So check it out. That's at the prep report, the prop report.com. And also go there to get this show commercial free on Wednesday mornings and our podcast commercial free on Thursday mornings. And then if you subscribe or share it with your friends, that's great. It'll go up in the uh, search engine and it will have a more robust discourse until next week. See you next Saturday. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.